Hey guys, so I'm just putting this part in the beginning because before you get into the the episode, I want to make it clear that there is a part where I'm discussing Airbnb and um, speaking to landlords for um, putting their unit on Airbnb. And there is a part where I said that you would do, you know, your research in the, for the market to see what you can list the Airbnb for. But what I want to clarify is that actually is not something that you would need to disclose to the landlord up front um, if it's not necessary. That's not something that they necessarily need to know how much you're going to rent the Airbnb for. I mean, as long as they get paid for whatever the rent that they're charging you, that's all that matters. You don't need to um, explain to them exactly what you're listening for on Airbnb and how much profit you're making. You don't need to disclose that because that could lead to them possibly wanting to raise the rent. Once they see um, how valuable it is, so that is not something that I would bring up to the landlord. So I just want to make that very clear so that when you get to that part where I am talking too fast, um, talking faster than I'm thinking, obviously, when you get to that part, you will um, you will remember this and, and know that that is in- actually incorrect what I said. So I just wanted to clarify that because you definitely want to, you know, keep your profit margin as big as possible. And so you don't need to disclose that you know, to the landlord, because then they might want a piece of it, right? But as long as they're, you know, getting the money that they requested and that they want for the um, the unit, then that, that's probably all that they need to know. And they'll probably be happy with that. Like, you just want to let them know what you're doing. Obviously, they're going to know that you're doing the Airbnb. And, um, you know, you guys can put the your agreement together and, and that'll be it, just like a regular rental lease. But anyway, so I just wanted to put that part in here so that it's very clear that I did not mean to say that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hey guys, I'm back with another podcast. I am going to release one um, every Saturday, so stay tuned. And on Saturdays, you know, Saturday afternoon, come and check in. I should have an episode up by then. So good morning or good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. I have some exciting content to share today. Today I want to talk about multiple streams of income because we're all about building wealth, right? And when you're building wealth from the ground up, it takes, it takes strategizing, it takes managing your finances well, and it also takes it also takes increasing your income. There's no way that you can just that you should expect to get rich by just staying at an average job or even a really good one, working in corporate America, working for someone else where that's your only source of income and you know, and you're not doing anything else with your income that you're receiving, like investing it in other places or putting it to work for you in other avenues, whatever the case may be, if you want to invest in stocks and you want to invest in in other people's activities to just have a bunch of investments going on and just have a bunch of passive income, if that's your thing, or if you want to also include some other streams of income that you can put in work to, like, you know, if you want to manage your own properties and get rental income, or if you want to um, 
start a business or a side hustle on the side or a, a service that you provide to others, if you consult in your area of expertise, the list can go on and on and on as far as how you can create multiple streams of income. And that is exactly what you need to do when you're on a path to building wealth. You need to start understanding that. You need to start getting that really ingrained in your mind that this is something that you're going to have to do and become comfortable with and explore as you are on a journey to building wealth. So with that being said, I wanted to share, um, I have four ideas here to share with you so we can get our juices flowing and figure out what we want to do to create those multiple streams of income. And things can always change over the course of time, whatever you do as your money increases, obviously, but the, the goal and the concept that I'm trying to portray right now is that you need to explore, you need to get experience, you need to building multiple streams of income just needs to become something that you do. Like the the actual, what the actual streams of income are can change over time, but you should always at all times have multiple streams of income going. So if you don't, if you just have working a job now, then this is, these are some ideas that could help get you started and become your first, um, you know, the extra streams of income that you can acquire off that. So the first idea that I have, the first two actually are digital ideas. We live in a digital age, and, you know, e-commerce is, like, crazy right now. And just the fact that everyone, well, a lot of people across the entire globe have access to the Internet, that means you can tap into so many uh, consumers, so many customers, so many clients, whatever it is that you want to do. And you can also create a lot of things online just because everything is digital, like books are digital now, um, just anything, videos, courses are really big right now, so you just need, you might want to explore digital products that you might be able to create or whatever products or services that you already create, how can you create a digital version of them, things like that. So the first idea I have is an ebook. Okay, that's like the the first thing that probably comes to people's mind when they think, okay, what can I sell online other than like drop shipping and um, actual products? Ebooks are really popular, um, and they're actually not hard to create. So that's why I have this as the first thing on my list. I am actually in the process of uh, completing an ebook myself, um, and the topic is going to be on personal credit. So. If you are interested in that, please follow my Instagram page, Finding Wealth. That is finding underscore wealth on Instagram, and I will be um, promoting the book on that page once once it is um, completely published. So excited for that. But I started working on that um, last month, and it hasn't even been a month, but I'm I'm nearing the final process of it. So. I say that to say that it doesn't take long to make an ebook. Like it doesn't take long, even if you're not the best writer. Um, if you have something of value to share, if you have something, some information that you have that you know, some knowledge, you can find a way to make it nice and structure it and package it in a way that you can sell it to others. And I, one thing I what I would ask is, has anybody ever asked you anything? Has anybody ever asked you for advice or something in your, your field of work that you know how to do? Um, do you find that people are constantly asking you, like, what is a reoccurring thing that people ask you? Or what is a skill that you're really good at? 
Um, or what do you do in your professional life? Like, what are you good at? Everybody, I believe, has something that they can share as far as teaching other people, like a how-to. I think how-tos are the easiest books that you can create, and that's kind of what I'm creating right now. So think of what how-to books um, could you create. You can also create an e-book or a fiction book if you're into actually writing stories, or you can create a story, you know, biographies and things or things that you've gone through that you want to share your experience and teach others how to get through it and things of that nature. There's so many things that you can write on. That would be up to you. But actually creating the e-book, the process is really not that hard, and there are many um, things online, many videos, many people teaching you how to do it online so you can do your research and gather information and assistance for people who can guide you through the process. Um, um, and you can upload your ebook very easily to KDP, Amazon's KDP. And um, so I have some resources for each um, stream of income idea that I have. I want to provide you some resources um, to get you started as well. So some resources that I have if you want to create your ebook. Our Canva, Canva is like you can create almost anything on Canva. You can create business cards, you can create flyers, you can create Instagram posts, social media posts, you can create um, pamphlets, um, you can create T-shirts, um, all kind of advertising gear. You can create books. <laughs> so you can really use Canva to your advantage when it comes to, like, designing things. Like, for example, I'm designing my book cover on Canva because it's so easy to do. Like, they have, you have a lot at your access within the, within Canva, within the Canva app. So you should explore that if you are thinking about creating your ebook and you need some um, resources as far as designing it. Um, and another resource is called Designer, D-E-S-I-G-N-R, our designer. Um, that is another resource online that you can use to help create designs for your ebook. Um, you can also just simply type your manuscript in Word, in something like Word. That's what I'm doing in Word, and then you can go back later and pop it into the right dimension. Um, like even in Canva, you can do that, or um, you can actually go on the other resource that I have listed here is. Fiverr or Fiverr, however you pronounce it, but you know, you probably heard of it, F-I-V-E-R-R, Fiverr or Fiverr, <laughs> and um, you can go on there and basically hire people to do anything for you, <laughs> almost, and when you're creating stuff like digital content, like, that's a really good place for you, like, like I said, if you weren't a good writer, you could even hire somebody, you can, like, make an outline <laughs> and probably hire somebody to fill it out for you and turn it into a book, or you can write something and hire somebody to proofread it for you. And just be careful with your your content and, you know, because you own the copyrights to make, be careful of who you give your content to and make sure it's a trusted resource that you can trust to actually do the job and not steal your content. Um, there are also places where you can buy books that are already created and then sell them for yourself on your own website or whatever. I don't have those listed, but if you do a quick Google search, that should come up. Um, I have smart mock-ups listed here, and this is mock-ups are basically when you go online and you're shopping for a product and you scroll through the pictures to show you the product or the, whether it's a hat or a T-shirt or a mug or something, they might have a few pictures to show you, like, different angles of the product, and that's pretty much what mock-up is. So you can upload your design for whatever it is. 
you're designing a T-shirt, a mug, or even a book, they have a way for you to upload your design, and then you can go through the mock-ups and, like, you can select books, in our case, for e-books, and they'll have mock-ups that make it look like a real book, you know, so you can have that as your picture on your front page or your landing page when you're asking people to buy. It looks like a real book, even though it's just an e-book. So I thought that was really cool, and I wanted to share that. And you can actually access that within the Canva site. Like if you're designing within Canva, you can access access that. You go to the upper right corner where you see those three little dots, and then you click on that, and then you type in Smart Mockups, and it'll come up, and it'll connect you to the site. And the last resource that I have for a digital ebook is Gumroad. This is um, an, a website where you, let's say you don't even have a website, but you really want to get an ebook out, and that's all you want to do, or you just want to whatever. Like you don't have to have a website already set up. You don't have to make your own landing page already. You can actually, that's what Gumroad is. It will actually assist you in the process of like creating your own little, basically your own little landing page. And it's very user-friendly and it's very easy to use, um, and with all of these things, you can, so that'll be like the page where you, you, the link where you send your customers to, and they'll click on it, and they'll see, you know, a description of your book, you can have your little mock-up picture, um, you know, what's included in the ebook or, or, or what it's about, whatever, how much it costs, and the cost of action to purchase the book. So, that should get you started, like, Seriously, because like I said, I'm at the nearing the finishing part of my ebook, and it hasn't even been a full month yet. So I'm excited um, to to complete this ebook and possibly make more, just because of the time freedom that it allows. Um, because when you put in the work for things like this, for digital content like this, that's why I'm bringing it up because I think it's an excellent idea for anyone to create multiple streams of income. When you put in that work, no matter how long it takes you, maybe it'll take you a couple of months or however long it takes you, when you put in that work, once it's done, it's done. And you can literally have that link wherever you want to have it, and it's like on on autopilot. I mean, aside from the fact that maybe you want to do some extra marketing on your your end, but that will be flexible up to you when you want to do the marketing, how much of it, how much you want to spend. Or you can even hire someone to do the marketing for you. Like, Like I said, the Internet is just, there are endless possibilities, and even when it comes to the marketing, like, there are so many easy ways to do things now. You don't have to go out and pay for a, a billboard. You can simply find a good influencer with a, a good follower, following base, and they have, you know, a lot of followers in your niche, and then you can pay them to advertise your book and get a lot of sales that way. So I think this is a really good idea, and like I was saying, if you want to you put in the work, and then after that, it's done. So um, those are the resources that I have to help you get started with making your ebook. I hope you find that helpful. And the second idea that I have is similar to an ebook, but low content books specifically. So now, ebook, I was explaining like you can write a story, you can write a how to process, whatever. Low content books are a specific category of books. And examples of low content books are things like notebooks journals and diaries, coloring books and sketchbooks, um, short books like cookbooks and things like that. So these are actually very high-selling items. Um, if you if you do the research and you'll find out that not only are they really, there's a lot a big demand for these types of books. I mean, first of all, I'm a notebook kid. I love notebooks. But there are a lot of people purchasing these things online too. And... Um, Two resources that I have for these are Canva, again, because it's just, a re- 
all content creators uh, online, even if they use other resources they have or are using Canva, just because they have so much in one place for you to do as far as it is concerned with designing um, um, e-commerce items and things like that. So Canva. And then the other resource that I have for a lot of content books are Book Bolt. This website is Book Bolt, Book, B-O-O-K, B-O-L-T dot I-O, bookbolt dot I-O. This is an excellent resource that I have found recently and that is helping me to create some low-content books. Again, low-content books, you create them, you can have fun with them, make your own designs, find your niche. And what Bookbolt does is allow you to, to dive deeper into, okay, where is the demand for the type of book that I want to create? Or let me just go find the demand and work my creation around that. They have some really good resources for you to um, connect to Amazon and see, like, the highest-selling books in that in a specific area, like notebooks. Um, you can even type in a theme or a niche. Like, let's say you want to um, learn something or make something that has to do with dogs or unicorns, you know, a lot of popular things, or kids, or kid books or puzzles or whatever, you can literally look at anything and, you know, find out what are the top-selling um, books on Amazon. They have a really good detailed, um, um, what am I trying to say? They have a good um, system in there, basically, for you to look at and see detailed things like how much, who are the top sellers, approximately how many sales are they making per month, approximately what, what is their selling price, um, over time, how, how have they changed their selling price? Um, how, approximately how much are they making per month? And this can give you a really good insight, okay, because it can say not to copy off of them but to make something similar in the niche where there is a demand and you can kind of get some of that demand, uh, get some of those sales and kind of guesstimate or gauge where, how many sales you might do. Um, so that's really this one really got me excited, and I'm so excited. I, I'm doing one thing at a time. I learned to do that because that is how that is what helps me actually complete things. So I'm just working on the ebook right now, but as soon as I get done, I have so many ideas. Just write. That's why you should keep a notebook and sticky notes, whatever your process is. But make sure you write your ideas down because I'm like, as soon as I get done with my ebook project, I'm going right into a lot of low content book ideas that I have, and I'm so excited about that. So I hope that gets you excited, too. The third idea that I have for uh, multiple streams of income is car rentals. You, If, you're, if you've been looking as far as, like, what can you do to increase your um, streams of income, you might have ca come across car rentals because it's a little bit more popular now. Um, you might have heard of Turo. Turo is, like, one of the most – there are a few out there, but Turo is, like, the, the popular one that people are using now. You might see a lot of Instagrammers um, – promoting, like, um, courses and t teaching you how to run a Turo business. But you don't have to, like, have a full-fledged business with 50 cars if you don't want to. You can just try it out maybe with one car. And, yes, I would suggest doing this under a an official business. Like, that is why creating your business entity and de developing business credit is so important, which I mentioned in other podcasts. Please go check those out. Um, because this is where it can come in handy for things like funding um, your car rental business. You want to maybe get, maybe you have your personal car and you want to just purchase another car 
just to see how this goes, and maybe you want to purchase the car outright. Um, so you might want to get um, a loan for that, but you can maybe uh, get a loan and then fund your business bank account or fund your business credit and then make the purchase from there or however you want to do it just to make sure you really organize your business when you're doing something like this because this one is a little bit of a higher risk involved because obviously you're dealing with a car. Obviously you might have to put in a purchase unless you already have another car that you want to use. You can also use your own personal car. I just don't recommend it, but um, you can do that. But you might want to purchase a car or you can even um, uh, lease the car or you can get a, a finance another car if you're willing to do that. You can finance it. And also, if you have business credit built up, that is another benefit. You can actually get a car in your business's name. So just think about those things. Um, with Toro, there are a lot of videos on YouTube for people who have had experience in the business, and I really suggest, suggest doing some research just at least for a week or so just get if you really want to be serious about it. Do the research and figure out what other people have learned. Don't create the will because, like I said, I've learned a lot. I haven't done the business, but I've learned a lot just by listening to other people, and that kind of helped me to make my decision. At first I was going to try to jump right in it, but I'm like, no, I'll wait until I have more reserves up for this one because it is a little bit more high risk. Obviously somebody else is driving a car and you have no control over that. So you want to make sure you have your reserves in place, your business set up, and your insurance, proper insurance set up. But it can be very profitable from what I'm seeing. And I do have a resource. Um, this is a particular person on YouTube that I would recommend going to watch his videos just because I found that he's very um, straightforward in explaining um, his experience and knowledge in the business. It seems like it's, it's his full-time job, so he's really knowledgeable of the area and with cars and the risks that are involved with Toro. His name is Stefan Marcardis. I really am probably butchering his name. So I will spell it. It's Stefan, S-T as in Tom, E as in Edgar, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy. Stefan, or Stefan. And last name is uh, M as in Mary, A as in Apple, R as in Robert, Q as in Quick. U as in umbrella, A as in apple, R as in Robert, D as in dog, T as in Tom. I believe that is how you spell his name. So I hope that you can find him. If you're really interested in doing a Toro uh, business, then I would suggest um, listening to people like him who really give you actual good information on the business. And so number four, the last suggestion or idea that I have for creating a mul multiple sources of income is Airbnb. Now, all these things that I'm mentioning to you are either things, like I said, I'm working on or I am considering working on. So um, Airbnb, obviously, most people are probably aware of it by now. Most people probably have actually rented an Airbnb before. I don't know, but obviously, it's a very profitable, profitable business. And I have invested in real estate before. I'm not in it right now. I want to get back in the game, and I said that my strategy is going to be starting out with Airbnb. That is how I'm going to um, – that is going to be my entry back into real estate investing because I have evaluated it against my own personal preference and tolerance, and it compared to other things that I do eventually want to do in real estate, Airbnb is actually – it can be a very – it can be much less riskier than other options. Um, for real estate investing. 
And I say this because you might think that you need to own a property to have your, your own Airbnb. You might have to have your own apartment or house to rent it out on Airbnb. That is not the case. You can actually make an arrangement and sign a lease with other landlords. It's basically like sub, sub-renting or subleasing, but you can actually be very upfront with landlords and landlords who don't want to do the work of messing with Airbnb. You can do it. You can come in and say, hey, um, you know, break down the numbers for them as far as the market and what you what 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 is going on with the market, what are expected rents, and this is what you're going to put it on the market for and things like that. I'm not going to go into detail about <laughs> the whole lease agreement that you might do with a landlord, but basically there are landlords out there that will let you use their apartment or their home to rent it out on Airbnb. So you can run your Airbnb business with somebody else's property. You do not even have to own it, and I think that that is a great way to get in real estate investing because you kind of get a lot of good experience, but you're not tied down for too long. You're just tied down for the the length of the lease, whatever the term agreement that you have with the landlord. Um, and obviously, you would be responsible for other expenses like you know any Airbnb fees, housekeeping, and responsible for managing the tenants. But these are short-term tenants, and I have had long-term tenants before. I've, I've had the, the the beautiful opportunity of experiencing the dark side of long-term tenants, and that was a hell that I don't ever plan on going through. Um, even if I do have long-term tenants in the future, I'm going to set my business up in such a way that I am never going to be bothered in the magnitude that I was distressed <laughs> before from having tenants. I mean, it can be a living hell. Um, so, And this is another reason why a lot of landlords might be open to to allowing someone to do this for them because it's almost like more guaranteed money because they don't they know that you're going to be dealing with short-term tenants you're constantly marketing and you're constantly on your game as far as managing these tenants who are coming in and out and you're also upkeeping the property more consistently than a permanent tenant would be if they were in there so you have short-term tenants in there, and every time they leave, you're hiring or you're doing it yourself. You're doing the cleaning and, and keeping the place nice. A lot of landlords would love to have this. I know when I was a landlord, I would have loved for someone to come along and do this for me and just say, okay, you know, I'm going to get a tenant in here. You know, um, people can rent by the day. I'm going to clean up after every time they, they leave. Like, that's just amazing for a landlord who doesn't feel like doing any of that. So I definitely want to get into this, and it sounds like a lot of fun. Obviously, you can you can have your own niches, too. You uh, you can have, like, a certain way that you decorate or whatever, so you can have fun with that. And um, But this is another business with a little risk, obviously, because you if you sign a lease, for example, if you sign a 12-month lease, you have to realize that, okay, you're responsible for paying that rent to the landlord, regardless of how many um, days you have the place rented out. But the good thing is the return on investment, it's pretty high. Once you get your system together and you figure out how to, to make it work, You let's say you are an example. Let's say the, the landlord is charging you $1,200 a month for whatever unit you're about to use in Airbnb, and your Airbnb prices are going for $100 per night. Let's say you rent those, that unit out for 20 days out of the month, not even the full month, just 20 days. That will give you $2,000 if you're charging $100 per night. Obviously, you'll have some fees for Airbnb, and obviously you have some expenses, so you have to account for that, like the housekeeping and replenishing things like maybe coffee and, you know, 
paper towels and stuff like that. Again, side note, this is a great time to have business credit working for you, business loans, business credit cards. You fund all of this stuff on your business credit, okay? And so anyway, so let's say you, you get the $2,000 from having tenants, $100 per night, 20 days out of the month, that's 20 times 100, you got $2,000, and the month is not even over, right? So now you pay your landlord the $1,200 rent that is owed per month. You have $800 left over. Like I said, granted, you have expenses, but they're probably not going to cost $800 a month if you look at the business structure. So it's a very profitable business you can have. And let's say you do this for 12 months and you don't want to do it anymore. You don't have to. You're out of the lease. You don't own the property. You don't have to be stressed about what, what's going on in the market and if you can sell your home. Like this is an excellent way to build up liquid funds, okay? And maybe you do want to have long-term tenants. Maybe you do want to own your own rental property or commercial property. You can save up some, some funds for this. Obviously, you want to leverage credit in those circumstances as well and loans. But nothing, still, nothing beats having cash reserves, okay? Your reserves, you should always have cash reserves. No matter how many loans you have, no matter how many credit cards you have, what your credit card limit is, you always want to have your cash reserves. Why? Because, I mean, first of all, if all you have is loans and credit, I talked about this before, I think, you have to realize that this is not extra money. This is other people's money, meaning you have to pay it back. So you want to not only leverage the loans and credit, but you want to be able to manage it properly. So anyway, I will stop at that. Um, I don't have any specific resources for Airbnb, but like I said, there are a ton of people online sharing you the game, sharing the game with you. So just find them. There are actually a lot of courses, too, that people are selling. But a lot of research you can do on your own if you have the time. Or if you want to pay for their course, you can. That's up to you. Um, so I hope that this helps somebody. Um, like I said, these were four ideas that I have to create um, multiple streams of income. And these are all things that I'm either working on now or considering uh, working on in the future. And so with that being said, I'm going to end this video here because it's been long enough. I just wanted to share this information with you and get your ideas flowing. And maybe you can act on some of these ideas. Maybe you are ready to go with one of these. Like I said, the ebook and the low-content books are the easiest to get started. You literally don't have, have any money to start these things. It's crazy. But anyway, I will talk to you guys later. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Have a wonderful day. And until next time, guys, bye.